0: for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Father, take your word now and speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. We've seen this morning already, I preached the whole message on how God speaks through the Scripture. We preached the whole message on how God speaks not only through the Scripture, but He speaks through His Spirit he not only speaks through the Scripture and the Spirit, but He speaks through the situation. He will put you in certain situations. This morning I'm going to preach on preaching because God speaks through the sermon. He certainly does. And that's why the Bible says that we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together in the house of God. The preaching of the word of God will help us in our Christian life to hear the voice of God and to do the will of God. It sure will. And for those who will not subject themselves to church assembly, they are erring completely from the faith. Jesus tells his disciples here in Matthew 10 how to determine where to stay. And this goes back to the reading the circumstance and the situation. He said, if you go to a house and you're well received, then you can stay there. But if you go to a house and they reject you and they won't receive your word, move on down the road. That's exactly what Jesus said here. There will be some who will refuse to hear. There will be some who will not be receptive to the word of God. And Jesus said when you run into somebody who is, just will not hear the word of God, don't waste your time, move on to somebody who will be receptive. Amen. That's exactly what he said. Let me tell you something. I'm, I'm grateful for people who are receptive of the word of God, aren't you? I'm grateful for people who just, who just love the word of God. They love to hear it preached. They love to hear it teach. They love the word. We ought to fall in love with the word of God. The Word and the Lord are absolutely inseparable. And so the first thing that the preacher or the teacher or the lay person or the witness needs to learn is that God opens doors and God shuts doors. And Jesus said, you need to learn, disciples, as I send you out to preach, that I will open the doors for you that you need to go through, and I will close some doors, we need to learn as Christians and Christian witnesses that we need to be ready. Here's the here's my personal philosophy on witnessing to others is that I try to live a life in front of them that they see Jesus in me, but I do not beat them over the head with the Bible. I do not try to force the door open, for if God doesn't open it, I can't open it. Too many Christians try to force the door open and make somebody mad, angry. I'm not gonna do that, but here's where I am. I'm gonna be ready if somebody's receptive to the gospel and God opens that door of opportunity, God help me to be ready to utilize that opportunity to tell them about Jesus. If God doesn't open that door, I don't need to force it open, amen. Jesus said himself in Revelation chapter 3, verse number 7, These things saith he that is holy and that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and he that shutteth and no man openeth. I don't want to open something that God shut, amen. But if God opens it, I don't want to shut it. I remember, and I'll give you some illustrations here, because listen, here's the truth. Yes, God called me to preach. God called me to pastor. I'm sure of that. But I'm sure of this. God called everyone in this building to preach. Amen. He did not call you to pastor. Amen. Especially some of you ladies. That's the word of God. Amen. We get so much, we're getting so much confusion about this women preacher stuff. i got news for you ladies. If, you, if the Lord lays it on your heart, testify. Help yourself pray in public. Amen. Teach, preach, whatever you want to do. You can't pastor a church or be a deacon. You can't hold an office. That's what that means. What is an office? An office has authority. And and so, hey, but ladies, I wish we had a church full of preaching women. Amen. Amen. Except when I make the carpet dirty and Lisa goes off on one of her sermons. But anyway, praise God, we ought to all be preachers, we ought to all be, what is preaching? It's proclaiming something that you know. Let me tell you what I'm proclaiming this morning. I know that God's real, I know that Jesus saves, I know that hell is coming and judgment's coming, I don't want nobody to go, and there's a way out through Jesus Christ. Now, I may preach a whole message, but that's the intent of the message, somebody say amen. amen. Yes, sir. So, he opens doors, he closes doors. When, I, when God first called me to preach, you know what he did? He started opening doors. Amen. I'm telling you, he did. It was amazing. I started preaching, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. And the next thing you know, I got a phone call. Will you help our church? Can you help our church? Can you? I mean, it was, I, started, I had to get a schedule and start booking people. And I'm like, how in the world? And I, I'd ask this person, how did you find out about me? Well, so-and-so told me. Well, I didn't even know the so-and-so. I mean, what do you, I'm telling you, the word of God, I'm not bragging on me, I'm telling you the word of God, when God opens something up, he'll open it, you won't be able to explain it, you won't be able to understand it, but if God opens it, go through the door, amen. Amen. Then I got smart, oh, I had my little schedule, and I uh, I was getting booked up, and I said, we need some business cards. Boy, that was stupid. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. I'll, I mean, hey, I admit my mistakes. I mean, any pastor that admit he had a colonoscopy can colonoscopy can admit mistakes, right? So, so I got, now listen, I'm telling you, this is how God works. So I got some business cards. 500 business cards. And, every, I mean, boy, we'd go... And I started handing out them business cards. And the preacher said, what, can I have a you, got a, you got a card? Oh yeah, that was one of them things among evangelists. You know, you had to have a card. And I'd give out a card. I never got one stinking appointment from them cards. <laughs> Lisa's my witness. I preached at a preacher's conference in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Preachers everywhere. And every time I gave out a card, me and Lisa would look at each other and go, we're never going to go to that church. <laughs> You know what God was doing? God was showing me as a young preacher, I'll send you where I want you to go. I don't need your help. Amen. And, and if I want you to go somewhere, I'll open the door. And if I don't, I'll shut the door. You know, I don't even know what happened to the rest of them business cards, praise God. What are you saying, preacher? God is able. The point of this message is that God uses God-called people. He'll use you to witness to your neighbor. He'll use you to witness to your coworker, and he will open the door of opportunity for you to do that. He certainly will. And you be ready to go through that door or take that window of opportunity when it comes. The Bible says about preaching that in the multitude of counselors there is safety. You know what you're hearing this morning as you expose yourself to the Word of God? You're hearing counsel. It is why it is should be wise counsel from the Word of God. If it is not, find another church. Amen. It should be wise counsel. Listen, it, when you've got a man who is God called and he's been in his study, he's been in his prayer life, he's trying to live a life that's pleasing unto God, God will speak through that man. He'll speak to you. I don't usually preach like this, but this is where we are. God speaks through his sermon. He certainly does. And so in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. Be ye followers, Paul said of me, even as I also am of Christ. The reason that God uses a man to preach the word of God is because you in your week, this very week coming up, are going to meet people who are going to distract you from the will of God. The, the devil will be sure to send somebody into your life this week that will distract you, that will cause drama in your life. They're this person who just wants to create all, create all these theatrics and distract you from your purpose. God has sent me this morning at the beginning of the week, the first day of the week on this beautiful Sunday to attract you to Jesus Christ, not distract you, to attract you to the will of God for your life to get to help, get you get your priorities back straight, get your life set back on track for the Lord Jesus Christ. God uses preaching. He sure does. Now he uses teachers, I understand, and he uses witnesses. but He uses preaching. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter fifty-five, He says, "So shall my word that be that goeth forth out of my mouth; it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing wherein were to I sent it." What did Paul tell Timothy? Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and patience. The word of God will make a difference in your life. Amen. And the more you subject yourself to the Word of God, the more difference in your life you are going to observe. Somebody say amen. amen. Boy, that's so true. And so God's Word will bless you. Amen. I've done been blessed, ain't you? God's word will bless you God's word will burn you sometimes it'll burn your socks off God's word will bring you out of sin God's word will brighten your spirit but God's word will bestow some sanity praise God You need direction in your life? You want to hear the voice of God? Then hearing the sermon, being at the church, being at the house of God makes a difference in your life. Sunday morning, Wednesday night, revival times, it will make a difference, praise God. Trust me, it will. Amen. The Bible says that a man's, Proverbs 16, 9, a man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Sometimes my heart wants me to go this way and go that way, and the Bible says the heart of man is deceitful and desperately wicked above all things, and my heart pulls me every which way. But this book will direct my steps. I don't need to follow my heart. I need to follow this book, praise God. The Lord speaks through the sermon. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter number seven, whoso heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock. Jesus didn't say, whosoever readeth, although we ought to read, he said, whoso heareth. You know what we need to do? We need to hear the word of God, believe the word of God, receive the word of God, and build our house upon the word of God, because everything else is sinking sand and will fall. God speaks through his word. He's chosen men to preach. The Bible says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but to us who are saved, it is the power of God. God calls what I am doing this morning foolish. He sure does. For a man to to get excited, I've had people ask me this. You the pastor over at Grocers Creek? Yeah. Are you one of them screaming preachers? I don't like them screaming preachers. Well, I tell you what, I get excited every once in a while. And the Spirit of God floods my soul. When I get to preaching about how Jesus died for me, how my sins are in the depths of the sea, how I've got hope for the future, you better believe I get a little excited. Amen. Amen. I praise God for it. Hey, sometimes I get mad at sin, and I spit and walk these aisles preaching on sin. You better believe I get a little bit excited every once in a while. Amen. I've got a future. I've got heaven. I want to take everybody with me that I possibly can. Praise God. So, yeah, we yell a little bit. Amen. God uses men to preach his word. The Bible says for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but after their own lusts and they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and be turned unto fables. Harry Potter has sold 500 million copies in two years. The Bible has sold 40 million in two years. You tell me that we're not turning to fables. We're turning to witchcraft. And when you Google that and say, did Harry Potter sell more copies than the Bible, it'll say, no, the Bible's still the best-selling book in the world. Yeah, overall it is, but in the last two years, Americans have eaten a bunch of junk instead of the Word of God. And it's no wonder there's 19 children, 18, 19 children dead in Texas because the devil got in that young man. Amen, preacher. And the devil, And listen, when the, Russians, when the Russians went into space just here a while back and, and we got in this little space race about shooting satellites down to missiles, you know what they said? The Russians sent us a little message and said, why don't you Americans ride your broomsticks up there? You know what that was a reference to? Most people didn't get it, but it was a reference that the Russians are smart enough to know we're gobbling up Harry Potter. Somebody say amen. amen. I don't even know where that came from. That's just extra. That's a bonus I'll throw in. Amen. That's the truth. Amen. That's why we need this book preached. People are eating garbage today and they need the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. God uses us to preach his word. Jesus preached the word of God. The Bible says that Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel. Let me tell you something. Hollywood portrays Jesus as this long-haired little wimpy, listen, Jesus was a preacher, buddy. He was a preacher. He'd come into town preaching. He sent his disciples forth. Here, you read it. Preach the word of God. You preach. (laughs) Paul, when he got saved, the Bible, the God said, you go forth preaching the word of God. God uses men. John the Baptist, the Bible says, came preaching out of the wilderness. Boy, I like it, fella. He just walks right out of the woods and he's got a message and he says, "Repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We need repentance preached in this nation again. Matter of fact, that may be next week, amen. None of the messages, you can read the message of Christ, you can read the message of Paul, you can read the message of the disciples. None of of them had mamby-pamby little wimpy messages, amen. In Acts chapter 10, the preaching, I'm not going to get through this morning. I've got to figure out where to skip In Acts chapter 10, you don't have to turn there, Cornelius was praying. And the Bible says, now don't miss this, let me just just give it to you quickly. The Bible says that as Cornelius prayed, that an angel was sent to him. We're in the transitional book of Acts, and so God still used the ministry of angels in the book of Acts. After the book of Acts... God no longer uses the ministry of angels. He uses the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So we're still, when I preach from Acts, we're still in it. So God sent an angel to Cornelius and said, Cornelius, your prayers and your alms have come up before God. And he said, Cornelius, you send down to Joppa and get Peter. He's dwelling in the house of one Simon the Tanner. And Peter will come up and Peter will preach to you the word of God. Now i got some questions there. Why didn't that angel just preach? He was there already. He knew the gospel. He had the word of God. I mean, what a miracle it would have been if the angel would have just preached. No, God wouldn't let the angel preach. He didn't know the message personally. He'd never been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. And by the way, those people didn't need to believe an angel. They needed to believe by faith. Faith cometh by. Listen, if God sent an angel, God could have sent an angel this morning in the place of George. He could have. I mean, heaven's full of them. But if you saw this flaming creature in the pulpit this morning, how much faith would you have to have? If you saw the choir full of the heavenly host like the shepherds did, how much faith would you have to have? No, God sent me foolishly to preach this book and you need to believe it. You need to believe the word of God. So God didn't even use an angel. He used a man to preach foolishly. And guess what happened? Peter preached and they got saved, praise God. You know why? They didn't receive his word as the word of men. They received it as the word of God. The word of God will change your life. The word of God will get you out of sin. The word of God will bring direction to you. Not just the scripture, not just the spirit, not just the situation, but the sermon will help. Amen. Yes, sir. The Bible says a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. God has designed preaching to stir the human heart. God has designed preaching to encourage the downtrodden. God speaks, and the reason he sends a man is so that you will believe by faith. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It's a gift of God. God chose to, fo- to save you by the foolishness of preaching. It is important that we hear the word of God. Jesus picked up the Bible, and he... Tummed it back, all the way back to Isaiah 61, 1, where it said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prisons to them that are bound. Amen. My message this morning is freedom. Not freedom in America, freedom in Jesus Christ. You can have, if you're captive to sin, you can be set free. If you're headed to hell, you can get out of that place, God, and enjoy the glorious liberty of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Sometimes our sermon speaks directly to you. Sometimes it doesn't. I, it's so funny. Sometimes I'm glad I live an hour away. Because I literally have people all the time come up to me and say, Preacher, how'd you know I was doing that? (laughs) I may preach on something. Preacher, how'd you? Boy, you're pretty brave. How'd you know that so-and-so was? I didn't know a bit more than a man in the moon. I didn't. I just preached the Word. The Bible says the Word is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing. (laughs) I just preached the Word. The word quick means alive. If I'm preaching a dead word this morning, go somewhere else to church. Hey, the word's alive. The word will find your sin. The word will find where you are in your place, and it'll stick you, buddy. Amen. And I'm going to keep preaching the word. That's what God called me to do. I'm going to get in the book. I'm going to stay in the book. God speaks through the situation. He speaks through the sermon. I'm going to I've wondered whether to give you this illustration or not, but I'm going to give it to you. I had a man several years ago, long, long time in my past before you knew me. He came up to me and he said, George, I carried a pistol to church not long ago. And I understood the story after he began to tell me. The man who sat in the pew in front of him for many years wronged him terribly. And I can't give you too many details. Wronged him terribly. It destroyed him this situation caused by the man in front of him. It destroyed him. It destroyed his family. It affected him so much that he almost became an alcoholic. I mean, this man's life was destroyed. He said, George, I loaded the pistol. I put it in my pocket because I sat right behind him at church. And he said, I was so angry, I was so hurt I meant to kill him. And he said, I meant to do it right there in the church because it would have been so easy to just pull the pistol out of my pocket and put it to the back of his head. And he said, I decided, he said, something stopped me. And he said, I decided to wait until we got into the parking lot so I wouldn't hurt anybody else. And he said, when I got in there and made that decision. He said, the preacher got in the pulpit and preached this message. And he said, he stood up in the pulpit and said, I don't even know why I'm preaching this message. I have no clue. The message this morning is entitled, Thou Shalt Not Kill. He said, I don't think we've got a murderer in this church. But God told me to preach this message. And the man said, I sit there and listen to the whole message and he said, I walked out of that church under such conviction there was no way I could have stepped on an ant. What are you saying, preacher? God uses his word. God changes the course of history with his word. I don't have time to go into any examples. God changes the course of life, courses of lives With his word. I'm glad I answered the call. God was calling me. Let me close. i got to close the message. Let me just give you some examples. I I, I hope when I give you these examples that I'm helping you as you develop your Christian life. As God develops you in your Christian life to be a witness to others. I knew God was calling me to preach. We're talking about hearing the voice of God. The hardest time to hear the voice of God is when he's calling you to do something that you don't want to do. And, And I knew the Lord was calling me, so I had the Spirit. I felt his Spirit urging me. I would get my Bible, so the second way to hear the voice of God is the Scriptures. So I had the Spirit pulling me, I, and I, I didn't know that preach was in the Bible, so it's only in there 57 times, but I, every time I opened the book, I, all I saw was the word preach. God was calling me. And, and so I had the Scriptures, I had the Spirit, but I, I still couldn't be sure, so I began, I began to ask other people. So I went to my pastor. I said, uh, how do you know that God's calling you to preach? He said, get out of it if you can. (laughs) Yeah, get out of it if you can. I couldn't get out of it. So I went back and I said, how do you know that the Lord's calling you to preach? He said, get out of it if you can. He said, the Lord needs to go on a preacher killing spree. We don't need more of them. And I'm like, hmm. So then I asked another preacher, and I said, how did you know? You was called to preach. He said, well, I saw some green balloons at a vacation Bible school. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Another preacher said, well, I was was driving down the road. This rabbit ran out in front of me, and I said, Lord, if that rabbit goes right, I'll preach, and left, I ain't supposed to. And he said, the rabbit went right, and I've been preaching ever since. (laughs) I got on my knees, and I said, Lord... I'm not resisting your will. I just want to know that this is what I'm supposed to do. And I said, I need more than green balloons and rabbits. <laughs> and the Lord, I opened the Bible. And so he me in my living room one morning. I was doing my devotions. And the Lord said, feed my sheep. And I said, did you just speak to me? And I looked back in there, and he said, feed my sheep. I didn't hear an audible voice, but they were some. Listen, I heard it three times. And it was two years, two years from that point. I, me and Lisa was singing at a little old church. And the pastor went after the church. He went to get in his car, and he opened the door to get in, and he stopped. And he said, he said George, he said the strangest thing. He said, I'm not going to be here next Sunday. Will you preach next Sunday morning and next Sunday night? I never announced to Colin. I never said one word to him. There was the situation. I had the scriptures. I had the spirit. God was putting me in the right situation, opening that door. Are y'all with me? And I knew it was God's will. And from that time, it's been, it's been phenomenal what God has done. And what I'm saying to you this morning is God speaks. And what I'm trying to help you this morning is surrendering to the Word of God. God has used our ministry to see so many people saved, to see so many backslidden people come back and get their heart right. What a joy. He's used us to just, I'm just amazed at what God has done. And I give Him the glory. I didn't do it. I just, he just opened the door, and I said yes. That, it's that simple. You say, preacher, it can't be that simple. It's that simple. Amen. It's not our ability. It's his ability. Amen. It's not our ability. It's our availability. Make yourself available this morning. I don't have time to go into the last scripture, but here's what I want to close with. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 2.13, For this cause we thank God without ceasing. Because, Paul, why are you so happy? Why are you thanking God? Why? He said, because when you, when, when you received the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Now, let me tell you this, using that verse of Scripture. You know why there's liberty here? Because you just believe the Word of God. If I preach the book, you just believe it. You know why there's unity here? Because you receive the Word of God. It's not me. It's you. You're receiving the Word of God. Listen, I've preached in places where people wouldn't receive it. And it's like preaching against a brick wall. And Lisa can tell you, I walk out of that church and I say, I hope I never go back there. What's the difference? When you receive, when you're receptive to the Word of God. Thank God for a church that's receptive. Amen. Amen. Just believe the book. And listen, when God opens that opportunity, step through that door. Thank you for your attention this morning. I wish I had time. I didn't get you to Acts 27. But maybe we'll use that in the future. Thank God for His precious Word. I hope you've been helped this morning. I hope you've been helped by the sermon. God said His Word would not return void. I gave you some illustrations. God uses us. I want to ask you this morning, has God spoken to your heart? Is there one here that's lost? and You know that you're headed to hell. The Bible tells us all about hell. Would you come to Christ this morning? Would you be receptive to the word of God? Would you be receptive to the plan of salvation? It's that simple. You just got to open your heart to Jesus. That's all you got to do. Does anybody at all say, preacher, I need to be saved? Would you pray for me? Would you lift up your hand? Anybody at all? We wait just a moment. Preacher, I need to be saved. Well, I figured I was preaching to a saved bunch. Praise God. You received the Word of God. But now let me ask you this. Is the Lord dealing with you about something? I don't know why I'm going here, but I am for just a minute. Is the Lord dealing with you about something? Has God opened a window of opportunity for you to serve Him better? Has He given you a little more time to use and you could use it for His glory? (laughs) Has God opened you a a door that you could step through and serve Him more? Has He done that? I want to encourage you. Serve Him more. Love Him more. Get closer to Him. Would anybody say, Preacher, that's what I need to do? Nobody's looking around. Slip up your hand. Preacher, that's what I need to do. God's opened me a door. God's given me some more time. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Appreciate you. I want to use my time. Amen. God bless you, bless you. I appreciate you. God bless you, you, you. Preacher, I just want to just offer myself. Let, let the Lord do what he will with me. That's what you need. That's what I need. Just surrender to him. Let him have his way with you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm not going to ask you to come to the altar. But I want you to come this way and pray for these folks that slipped up their hand. Pray that God will encourage them to be used for his glory. Thank you for your attention today.
1: All right, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, as we close the service this morning, Lord, I just thank you for the power of your word, Lord, just how you meet us at our exact point of need, Lord. Lord, I pray for those that raised their hand, Lord, that said, I want to be available and just used by you, Lord. May you just give them the strength, Lord, to step out in faith, Lord, and trust you to do that which you've called them to do, Lord. Lord, there's opportunities for us all, Lord, to serve you more than we do today, Lord. And I pray that we would all come to that point of service in our life, Lord, where we just truly yield ourselves unto you and the calling that you have upon us, Lord. Lord, I just thank you for the privilege you give us, Lord, to be ambassadors for Christ, Lord, and those opportunities that you lay before us, Lord. Let us not take that for granted, Lord. And I just want to just restate what Brother George said, Lord. We don't have to look and force doors open, Lord. We just have to be ready when the doors open, Lord. So let us go about our business and let us be uh, just mindful, Lord, when you do open those doors, not to miss that window of opportunity, Lord, but allow us to just utilize that as an opportunity to give uh, encouragement, Lord, to just to show someone about Christ, Lord. Lord, as we close the service this morning, Lord, I just particularly want to pray this morning for Shannon, Lord. I just pray you'd bless her, Lord, as she uh, comes close to her delivery, Lord, of the new baby, Lord. I just pray you'd be with her and Scott, Lord, and just bless them as they prepare for that, Lord. And, Lord, I just thank you for our church, Lord. I thank you for each person who's represented here. And, Lord, and the opportunity just to be here, Lord, I pray you'd be with those families that couldn't be here with us this morning. Now, bless us as we go our separate ways, Lord, and may we say it's been good to be in your house today. For we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen.